0: Okay. I'm here with Jason Jones, former Olympian and CPA and insurance extraordinaire. And Jason, how long have you been
1: doing it man? Uh, I've been doing this for 12 years, but 12 let me years. correct you. Right. So let, I got to correct you, brother. Listen, once an Olympian, always an Olympian. There's no former, right? So I'm always, <laughs> that status. they can't take it from me just like my degrees. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm a two-time track and field Olympian uh, representing the country of Belize. I ran a 200 in, in 2000 in Sydney, Australia, in 2008 in Beijing. Um, I've been an accountant for this year is like 13 years. Wow. Uh, been a life insurance agent for the last four years. So right. Right. I've just been helping people. You know, it's just a natural progression of helping people just kind of allowed me to evolve into all the disciplines that I have, you know, under my belt right now.
0: So how, how did you, how did you grow up, man? And, um, and how did you get into, how did you end up being taken into taxes and insurance?
1: So, you know, my father was in the army. I, I was born and raised in Germany. I traveled a lot. And um, I lived in Korea. I lived in the suburbs of Chicago, but I ultimately graduated high school uh, in Germany, Heidelberg, Germany. Uh, graduated, went to Florida State, uh, didn't have a, an athletic scholarship. I actually walked onto the track team and earned a scholarship. And uh, when I graduated and I went to the Olympics, um, it didn't turn out so well as far as my, me going to race in Sydney and um, I just decided, let me just keep on pursuing this dream. You know, I knew I had more races in me. I knew I could get faster, um, but I was getting older and see the sport of track and field is a different sport than most all of these other sports. Like you you have a cycle and, and the the sponsors, they typically will, will wanna sign you, you know, prior to like a world championship year or an Olympic year. So if you're running fast outside of those uh, outside of those prior years, it's hard for you to to essentially uh, put yourself in a position to to be you know looked at to get a sponsor. So I was like a working athlete. Typically, I would be you know most athletes you know if they don't have a plan, true plan. With my degrees, I ended up becoming a personal trainer, and I knew that I mean it was it was a simple easy schedule allowed me to train allowed me to compete but the the money was was so up and down that it wasn't really you know it wasn't it wasn't the life that I wanted and I knew that I wanted something more out of life um, I was always good with numbers and um, coming back from Beijing you know that was my my I was in the the, str- I was the strongest I was older but I was the strongest I was the fastest I was but I went to the Olympics and I kind of blew it up didn't didn't really have a good race and um, I was kind of discouraged completely. And again, I always had numbers in my mind. You know, I had been doing taxes prior to that, the old school way, um, because my aunt taught me how to do the taxes. Old school, like by the paper way, not by software. Uh, and um, I met a gentleman who one year he was driving a Honda Accord, and the next year he was driving a Bentley. So I was like, I need you to teach me. And so he taught me, I started my own business. Um, just really, you know, got certified, started my own business. And my first year we did half a million dollars. So it's like, it, it, it's crazy that, um, you know, I struggled so long as a personal trainer that I I I, forgroup, I, I, I bypassed going into corporate America because I had a couple offers to go with my degree to different, different, uh, different corporations. But, you know, I graduated in 2000 when I started looking for jobs, it was 2008. The information I learned in 2000 was obsolete. So I would have to start all the way over and I didn't want to be the old guy with these young guys, you know what I mean? And so it just made me, you know, entrepreneurship was something I already knew, didn't really understand the terminology. Um, and like I tell people all the time you know, entrepreneurship is something that I wish for everybody, but I don't wish on anybody because it's a tough, tough, it's a tough, tough life, but it's a very fulfilling and rewarding life if you, if you run it correctly.
0: Yeah. And I know, I know we've talked about that in the past. Um, that's crazy. It's always crazy when you, when you make that shift into what people do want, yeah, as opposed to what they don't really care for from you. Yeah. And it's really specifically from you because somebody else, it might work. That's why everybody has like their own little journey, whether, yeah. no matter what. Um, so I know I thought I was going to come at things a certain way. And like, people are like, mm, "Not what we want from you. <laughs> and so then you have those, just like how you're talking about that breakout year. You find out what people want from you. You're like, okay, got it. Um, And you are... You did pledge, what what, what fraternity did you pledge,
1: man? The only fraternity that's out, man. Really the only one that I I even know that's out. You know, the only one. (laughs) Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. You know, it's it's one of those things that when you talk about frat, as you get older in life, you gotta understand like, we're all, you know, just really trying to bond and have brotherhood. Mm -hmm. I am an Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated brother. Nice (laughs) old brother, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, people who, who see that will be able to relate. Um,
0: let's get into some nitty gritty, man. Yes. Um, so, you know, this all came about because, well, first of all, we've already worked together. Yeah. Um, and you need to take the funding that uh, give us offers. But while I was complaining about um, this 50% basically um, tax rate, that Biden wants to put on stock portfolios. And the funny thing is, people think it won't apply to it because it says only people who make $400,000 a year or more. OK. Like, I mean, it'll, it'll, it's not just people like us it applies to. If you have a portfolio and you're going to cash out that portfolio, it should be more than 400000 if you're trying to retire. Right. Um, if you're trying to get some some stuff done, you've been holding stocks, you've been holding options for years, um, you'll have that 400. So it's going to apply to you. So would you want someone taking half of your portfolio? You came up from from zero, et cetera, et cetera. Even if you didn't, I mean, you still don't want somebody to take that for your portfolio. Right. Um, And so I was talking about that and um, I was, let my let my mind be known about that, and I said, "Look, man, is there a way around this?" You you answered pretty quickly, like you're like, "Oh, well, all you have to do is." <laughs> so, but so you
1: know, yeah, you, yes. So, what people don't understand, and this is just across the board, mm-hmm. we all have a silent partner that we work with. <laughs> you know, we all whether you work as a W-2 employee or your independent contractor, self-employed, we all have this silent partner that we never really, you know, think about, but the more money you make, you start looking at like this silent partner is more vocal than anything, which is the IRS Mm -hmm. Uncle Sam. And so you try to figure out all the types of, uh, strategies that are out there that can actually bypass taxation, you know, um, and you know, the creative strategies have nothing to do with tax evasion. So we're not talking about tax right. evasion. We're talking about paying your fair share, but maneuvering within the tax code that will allow you to benefit um, the highest way or the best way. And so one thing I did share with you was depreciation. Um, not a lot of people take depreciation when it comes to uh, any of their their assets, um, and that's one way that will reduce any crazy tax, you know, tax obligation that you have. And then the biggest thing that I'm really preaching right now is, uh, doing a strategic rollout out of any qualified account, you know, and putting it into a life insurance policy Mm -hmm. and the life insurance play is a play that it's been around since I've been a kid. You know, I think it came came about around 1980. I'm a seventies baby. So it's been around for years. I mean, they've evolved, it's been shifting as far as how much can be funded, what exactly can be funded. And um, it's still one of the best places to place your money where it's safe, it grows, tax deferred, um, it's liquid without any penalties. And when you take distribution, it's tax free. So there there is no cap on it. Um, It has to be structured correctly uh, within a life insurance policy, but across the board, it's it's um it's one of the the, the best places long term to have your money there.
0: Okay, now before we jump <clears throat> all the way into to life, how do you wiggle out of this this Biden this Biden shit? Now I remember one of the things we talked about was the structure of your corporation. Yep, pass through versus not pass non pass through uh, entities. Can we get into that a little bit and, and how? how you can execute on that using a pass-through entity.
1: So I'll just speak on, you know, my actual client that had a really great year in the stocks in the mm-hmm. stock market. Um, but he also had a business that, that I, I believe the numbers, if I recall the numbers, he had, uh, he had over $20,000 in losses because he had to, he had like a, a farm and he had to clear the land on the farm. and it's, I guess very expensive to clear land, um, but he also had a sixty, fifty or sixty thousand uh, dollar growth in the market that year. So his tax, and plus he was already a high six figure earner, a little under three hundred thousand W two guy. So um, he was already you know taxed through the roof on his W two. Now when you're talking about the growth of his portfolio, and this guy was you know, his 401k is sitting over a million dollars. So he's actively growing his, his 401k and he had, he was going to have about a $40,000 tax bill, which doesn't matter how much money you make. Nobody wants to fork over $40,000. Um, doesn't make any sense because like when you pay your taxes, it just takes away from your profit. Right. Um, but it's the right thing to do, pay your taxes. So, um, the idea was his business losses offset his market gains and so we made sure that we took all the losses because he paid for the people he paid for the machines he paid for this he paid for that all of this out of his you know it came from the business i mean we we structured it where it's an s corp the profit or loss reports on him he's the president the owner of the company and so the actual S corp doesn't pay only any taxes, but the profit or loss is reported on his tax return, and the loss offset his gains. And so instead of having a crazy tax bill, we think he had like a eight or nine thousand dollar tax bill, which he could stomach. I mean, as opposed to a five figure tax bill. You know what now, I'm saying?
0: Yes. Now this is critical here because I want people to catch this. And, and so. so- you're an expert, so you catch it right away. <laughs> but I want people. What I want people to catch is, even though the stock portfolio gains were on his personal, on his person, the business losses still offset his personal tax obligation on his stock gains because yep. it's a because that's a pass through entity. Correct. And so that 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 is critical because a lot of there's structures that you can use for different strategies and different reasons, yeah. and um, I'm sure that might help somebody make a better decision on what they want to do moving forward, right? Um, as far as the obligations. Now I take it they can operate that way, as far as on, on any pass-through such as like a LLC, right? And then and then, so that's that's big. Cause this is going to be, um, uh, if that goes through, I don't know if it has already, but if that goes through, this is going to be something that people are really going to have to have help with. Right. Um, and so
1: Entity structure is huge. Um, file, you know, tax filing is huge. Um, it's not something that you just want to play with. Again, if you're, if you're, if you're funding or, or if you're growing, uh, your portfolio, and you want to diversify it, you know, you definitely have to have a uh, proper structures in place. And I know some of the people we talked about, you know, again, it's, it's not evasion. It's listen, the tax code was yeah. for small business mm-hmm. typically and, and, and historically. So you find all of the, the, the high level deductions that you can utilize that you can, that, that applies to your business. And, 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 and use those, you know, those deductions and those write-off strategies. So, I mean, it's, it's not difficult to, to structure it. It's just, now you have to work within, within those boundaries. And so where people don't really think like every one of these people that are uh, getting in trouble with the IRS and not paying taxes is because their, their structure wasn't put in place properly. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, most people that get paid a lot of money, the reporting entity that gave that that person the money, whether it's a portfolio, whether it's an option, whether it's something, will report that they gave you the money, right? Nobody's just not going to report they gave you the money. Your job is to report how that money came in, report how that money was used. And then if it makes sense, pay taxes on a portion of that money. Right.
0: Um, we're going to get into it. I like how you phrase that. It makes sense for a person of money because uh, maybe I'll just touch on it right now before we move out of the topic. Is how often, okay, I see guys because, you know, we do funding and whatnot. So I see guys that write everything off, right? And then, which is bad for funding, but how long can you do that and what do you typically need to do to make sure you don't get caught up, uh, in this whole thing of writing everything off? Is there, is there a point where you need to be reporting what's reasonable
1: and when is that? Right. So there is a like hypothetical It's mm-hmm. no, you know, you can write it off for 20 years, but does it make sense. And do you wanna have that unnecessary, you know, uh, you can't, listen, you can't be in business long-term and not make profit. Right. It just, it doesn't make sense. For one, it caught a lot of people with the pandemic because a lot of people uh, had been running their business mom and pop. And so when the PPP came around and said, hey, let's pull your payroll documents, let's see the, the your employees people were paying their employees. I mean, I have a client that pays his employees directly, right? Not even under the table, but directly, but then doesn't report it. He reports, you know, one employee, which is himself, which, you know what I mean? And I'm like, so come the Paycheck Protection and you had to provide these documents, it caught a lot of people, you know, th- their, their structure of their business was not up mm-hmm. to speed. And so, to your point about the funding and about the writing off, I mean, in business, you have to find the strategy that works for you. And so writing off all of your, your profits so that you have no tax obligation is just not good for business. Because unless you wanna love this business and this is gonna be your baby for the end, every business is built to sell. So how do you sell a business that shows no profit? You know what I mean? And so You want to be able to at least show a little bit of profit paying taxes is just part of being an american unfortunately and fortunately so figure it out make it work and make it make sense within your business and find a strategy that's going to fund your tax bill and that just becomes your tax bill strategy you know what i'm saying where these people you know i have a i have a client of mine he pays his taxes at the end of the year every year like he always waits to the very end and cuts a six-figure check. And I'm like, Doc, why do you wait? Why don't you pay quarterly? And because his business is an up and down business, he can't afford, you know, because he has to cover payroll, right? He has like 75 employees that he has to fund. And a couple of times he'll fund those things out of his personal savings account. So when it comes to taxes, he waits until the very end. Cause towards the end of the year, he gets a big windfall. Of, of funding and so, or, or, or his money comes in, I guess the the reimbursements from the insurance comes in towards the end of the year. So then he, he takes that income and then pays the tax bill. So it always has to make sense for the individual. But one thing that I've learned over the years is, you know, paying taxes is something that you, it's a you have to put it into your business practice. And that just becomes an expense and it has to be a part of your life. Like it's just part of the business. You know what I mean? You can't, it's one of those things that you can't bypass it. You know, it's just learn to pay yourself different, learn to run everything through your business, let it all work, work itself out. So like a lot of the things are business expenses, but when it comes to paying taxes, pay the taxes, just the necessary taxes, not the overpayment of taxes.
0: Right, right, working within the law.
1: Yeah, um, and it's not so that
0: you can do within it's,
1: the law. Correct. It's it's really not that difficult. I mean, we just we just had a a very high 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 level influential person who has for years been working within the frameworks of the law, and all of his people have been working within the frameworks of the law. And he he didn't create the law, right? The law was there before him, um, and he and it's not like he he knew it. Somebody educated him and advised him, and he just took it and took it to the next level. And so if he can do it and he's not the only one, why can't we all tap into it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it's not that, there's nothing wrong with bankrupting a business because it just doesn't work. We just don't know as a culture and as a people, how do you actually bankrupt the business where you don't have any of the obligations from the business? Well, as long as you have the right people in your corner that knows that part of the law, you do it. Mm -hmm. And then you move on to the next one. You don't like, okay, well, I don't want to deal with this. I'm just going to open up another entity. Like you got to close one chapter to open up another chapter. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, again, it's, it's in the law. So if you follow the law, you follow, it's like you follow the law, it, it will work in your favor. When you try to when you try to bypass the law, that's when it comes to get you because the law is the law, but within every law, there's a loophole and as long as you find that You know that loophole within the law, you can just touch on it. And so most people don't really know the full law I'm not saying I know law. I know enough about taxes to understand that we can work within it to make it work. So right. that's kind of why, you know, I'm, I'm big on this life insurance. Yeah. I'm, now let's
0: jump into, let's jump into this, man. Yeah. So we, we touched on tax for a while and I'm sure people are going to want to reach out about that. And uh, we'll set up some things for them to reach out to you. And then I'm sure after they hear this now. So in the first thing we got into was you're like, look, Dave, listen, man, I just talked to a young cat. Okay. Makes a good living for himself. Makes, what was it? 200, 250?
1: Like two fifty, so he's averaging two fifty as a twenty five year old, right? Now when I was twenty five, I was dead broke. So
0: right. congratulations to him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so twenty five years old making two hundred fifty thousand, already thinking smart. Correct. Setting and, it, setting it up so he can retire at what fifty? How did
1: how did he do this? How does this work? So so That's just with this scenario. Right. So essentially he's 25. Um, he's a homeowner, which is, which is huge. You know what I'm saying? I got the numbers specifically so I could, um, good. So so essentially we wrote a $2 million life insurance policy for him. Right. He's putting away $20,000 a year, which is around $1,667 a month. Right. Mm -hmm. He's going to put, $20,000 a year for 20 years. His all-in contribution is 400,000. This is after-tax dollars that he put into a life insurance policy, an index universal life policy. We'll get into that because, you know, this is not a whole life policy. Um, This is not a variable universal life policy and it's not a guaranteed universal life policy. It's an index. There's a difference. Um, And then, You know, we, you have this policy kind of trending like a pension. So you pay for it and you start taking distributions like you would take distributions from your qualified account, which would be, you know, 65 or 66. Well, we have it. I ran it from 66. Mm -hmm. So you contribute, he's going to contribute for 20 years, 25 to 45, then doesn't do any more contribution at age 66. Check this out. He's going to get paid out tax free $267,667 a year from 66 to the day he dies. He already told us that his grand, his grandparents, you know, lived um, well into their late 80s. And and, in, I think 91. So we ran it from 66 to 91. I mean 66 to 90. That shows that should that happen, he lives to 90, he would have taken out tax free $6.6 million. Tax free, he dies at 90, there's still a death benefit of over $800,000 that his, his beneficiaries are going to receive. So, when you talk about living in death benefits, he put in 400000 he gets out like uh, seven, seven point four million dollars. Wow. Tax free, brother. Say it one more time. So he, puts Listen,
0: 400, he puts in four hundred. He puts in four hundred thousand. in
1: four hundred thousand,
0: and then he gets out seven point four million dollars.
1: Yes, it's a hell of a return. You can't Uh-oh. beat that. And so, so you know, it's like, how is that possible? How does that work? Well, the index universal life policy essentially trends. Uh, it, it's it's a life insurance policy that benefits from the growth of the market, but doesn't participate in any of the volatility of the market. And so, um, it's off of the S and P 500, an index of the S and P 500. So you'll have people saying, and I got into a back and forth with a financial advisor that, you know, not participating in the full growth of the market, uh, will hurt your investment. Right. Mm -hmm. So check this out. Got some more research for you.
0: And that just to clarify, too, that, that payout
1: begins at 66 for him. Yeah. So that again, this is this is a structure, right? It can yes. you, you can't take at age 66, you cannot take the full seven million dollars. No, 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 right? no. But it starts coming out. Yeah.
0: Okay. So um and do you design what age you start taking it,
1: or is is that it, up to it, so we just wrote it. You know, I I wrote it when I say we I'm just talking about my my partners and I but it's just it's me. I'm the agent that wrote it. Mm -hmm. Um, You design it so it can fit where you have some other qualified money that when you start taking distribution, you're going to get taxed on that. So it's to offset the tax dollars that you already have to take out because he's funding. He's actually maxing out his 401k. Mm -hmm. So and he has you know, an IRA as well, but he's going to out, he's going to get to a place where he can't contribute to an IRA because of his income. Um, so he has like what they call a backdoor Roth, but he, he has some places that when money starts coming out, he's going to pay taxes on it. So we have a a vehicle that when, when you start taking distributions and you pay taxes, you're going to have something coming out that's going to be tax-free, but you can structure that where he doesn't have to wait until 66, he can get it at 50. It'll just be a smaller number because it took a little less time to compound. You're giving it 20 years of compounding. So you contribute for 20 years, you set it for 20 years, it's compounding for 20 years because it's compounding interest over time. There's right, no so
0: you make the decision You make the decision based on how much you'd like to prepare, would you like to pay a little more, a little less based on how it's compounding over that time. So technically, you could have started
1: it earlier if you wanted to. Correct. Just up to you. There's a cap on how much you can, like how much you can earn to, to, to be able to qualify for the IRA. And then the backdoor just means they put it, they, they take your money out. They put it into another fund that then again, turns around and funds the IRA, hmm. but there's fees associated. And so when I'm talking to these, these clients and I say, your financial advisor wants you to do what? Well, in my mind, it's just fee, fee, fee fee. Listen, I'm not talking about, I'm not taking money away from anybody. If that's how you, you know, feed your family, I understand. Just don't knock my, my, you know, process. Cause I'm not taking no money out of what you're explaining to your client. We're telling people you should take, you know, anywhere from five to 10% of your gross income and invest it into something safe. Uh, uh, it's a safe, it's a safe investment it, it, it grows tax-deferred, is actually liquid, and it's tax-free off a of distribution. So nothing that's out there can actually compete with this right here. And that's now, just, what if
0: Now, what if the, because I'm assuming, you know, it's growing because of the market
1: is growing. Uh, now, what if the market crashes? So that's a great question. So let me give you some historical data. So from the, the last 20 years of the market, um, from 2000 to 2020, the average, the average S and P 500, the average index of the S and P 500 was a 20 year average was only 5.3, 5.31%. That, that took into consideration the 39% loss, uh, in 2008, you had a, um, and then you had another loss in 2001, 2002, where it was 13% loss and, and 19% loss. So those three years brought your full average down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the insurance metric, the actual average of 20 years is 8.04%. So when the market goes up, we cap, we're capped in this particular carrier, this carrier that I'm using, we're capped at 13.5%. But when the market goes down or the market has no, no gain or has a loss, we still credit the account at 0.25%. So you're still going to get a quarter percent credit, uh, but you're not going to like when the market went up, you know, uh, the index was 25.35% from start of year 2018 to the end of the year 2019 you only got 13.5% credited interest. But those years that you had negative in the market, you're still getting a quarter of a percent. Right. Right. So you're not losing. You just don't get the crazy gain, but it offsets because the, 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 the crazy gains get offset by the crazy losses. So the market volatility, listen, again, go and make the money in the market, but understand that, the insurance space is a safe space
0: right so you could technically i mean you could have both things running. you can have more, some of your money correct an excellent uh strategy and policy like like for the young man and then and then have other money in the market but you're setting your life up over here like correct. risk-free <laughs> and then then you sure. got this career, you, Yeah,
1: you gotta understand diversity you know when i first started my business years ago I met a gentleman that had 53 streams of income. He was older. He was in his 60s. Um, but he said that when stocks are up, you know, gold is down. Like when stocks are down, gold is up, right? When gold is down, oil is up. When oil is down, the bonds are. He he basically had a a a, a win for a loss all across the board. And then he said, as long as you can diversify yourself properly, you won't get affected by the ups and downs of life. And I'm like, "Man, but you're like 65, you know what I mean? Like, you're like in your sixties and you came from a little bit of money. So it's, it's not that you have to come from something. It's just take some wise counsel, take some great advice. I think what's trending right now is getting the bag, but what people are not talking about is your silent partner. Like there's a silent partner that we all have to talk about that nobody wants to talk about. And that's why the IRS is going after the little people because now you're making all this money. It's reportable income because it's going through a, a processor. You're getting these 1099s probably at the end of the year from the growth of your market, uh, the growth. And if you took some of your money, you know, you took possession of some of your money, you're going to pay taxes. <clears throat> One of the things that you want to focus on is How do I offset my taxes? You know, the easiest way to offset your taxes is to start a small business. That's the easiest way, right? Complex way is start creating strategies. Now, I don't want to just have a small business. I want to have a legitimate business with some structure. So then the LLC is going to be uh, filed as an S-corp. Does it make sense to have an S-corp or a C-corp? It just depends on what you want to do and how you want to do it but, you know, get with a good financial planner, get with a good, you know, accountant that knows strategy and, um, let us work it out because at the end of the day, it's, it's a long play. Like this is a long play. It's not a short play. The, the GameStop or this crypto that we're, listen, crypto, man, what's going to happen is, um, cause I have a client that, that he has a he calls he has a house called Bitcoin mansion because he he made money in the first so he made money with crypto in the past pulled the money out bought a house made sense you know what I'm saying but when it comes to taxes you have to just you're gonna have to absorb some of those things and that's just the cost of doing business it's the cost of being you know a, a, a responsible citizen of the United States of America now
0: there's a lot of stuff that goes that goes on. Uh, that goes around about infinite banking. Okay. Um, have you heard of infinite banking and how does this differ from infinite banking? And is it, is it, is it it better or is it worse?
1: So I'll tell you the honest God truth. I haven't got into the infinite banking, um, play. I'm not exactly sure what their strategy is. Mm -hmm. If I have, if I have an idea, if it's, if it has something to do with whole life, whole life is a little different than index universal life. Uh, I'm not really a big proponent of whole life because um, I always like an end, right? I like to see an end at some point. And and whole life is is insurance that you pay for your whole life. And at some point you wanna stop paying, you wanna start reaping. I think the infinite banking is, you're essentially creating your own pool of money, which is just like this index universal life policy where you can fund everything within your own insurance policy. So as it builds cash value, you can take a loan against it. Uh, It's your, it's your money. You don't have to pay it back. It just reduces your death benefit at the end of the policy. Um, And when you pay it back, I mean, you're just putting that money back into your own pool of money. So I don't know how they teach infinite banking, but it probably in my mind would think it's just utilizing your own money, you know, and you can fund these things. Listen, that guy is taking 20 years to fund it 400,000. But if we wanted to fund 400,000 a lot sooner, we could do it in five and look like four years and one four years, four years in one in one day. So you have to do you can fund something in five years. It just has to make sense. You you basically have to buy um, the least amount of insurance for your premium that you're going to that you're going to put out. So in his case, uh, a two uh, a twenty thousand dollars a year, the least amount of insurance that we could buy to keep it to keep it classified as insurance is was a two million dollar policy. Now that twenty thousand dollar insurance, he could have gotten four or five million dollars of life insurance, but because we're bringing it down to the least amount of insurance that's required by law, it's only two million dollars. Because the cost of insurance is so low, the, the money that the rest of the money is going into the accumulation account and growing over time. And the reason why you're able to benefit from the Getting tax free distributions is because of a tax code 7702 so tax code 7702 essentially says that all proceeds from a life insurance policy is tax free. So when he puts in his 400,000 and it grows. When he starts taking out that 267 a year, he's essentially getting an advance of his death benefit. So the advance of the death benefit gives you section 7702, free distributions of life insurance. I mean, free distribution of your death benefit. You're just getting an advance of that. And because he overfunded his life insurance policy, you know, overfunded it, that means he has, you know, within that insurance policy, almost $7 million waiting for him
0: so it's you know what it sounds pretty similar really yeah. um, um i'll say and then i mean in the aspect of you can borrow against your policy just like we talk about infinite banking that's what i'm hearing correct yes yeah so it's honestly it sounds really similar um so that's interesting
1: so we have to we have, have to
0: look at cut- the numbers
1: and- yeah, yeah yeah so not to cut you off so yeah one thing that you want to understand with life insurance is the life insurance is kind of these policies are structured similar to how when you purchase a v I mean, purchase a house, when you purchase a house, a 30 year mortgage, the, the majority of the interest is put into the first 15 years of the of the policy of, of sorry, the your mortgage. Yes, of the mortgage. In insurance, your first 10 years is all front loaded with the cost of insurance. So when you put in, when he puts in $20,000 year one, he'll have less in his cash value. So in year one, he puts in Mm
0: $20,000
1: and uh, he he puts in $20,000 and he has $14,000 actually in the account. That's year one. But by year 10, which he would have put in 200,000, he would have 197,000. So he put in 200, he has 197,000. But year 11, it starts going where now year 11, he, he put in another 20,000. So he's put in 220,000, but the cash, the cash value is 230,000. And then when he puts in the second year, the other 20,000, instead of it just being 240,000, it's 265,000. So it starts growing. It starts, it catches up. So the more money that you, as you start putting more money in the cost of insurance goes down and now the cash value grows. So a lot of the people who are against insurance are saying the cost of insurance is too much. So what I come back and say is, which one would you rather pay? The cost of insurance or your tax consequence when you would take out your taxes Mm -hmm. from that qualified account, you know what I'm saying? So we're talking about in order to get 7 million, how? in order to get $7 million out of a 401k tax-free you, there's no way to take 400,000 to put it into a qualified account over the course of 30 years, making it into $7 million. It's not possible. Right? So when you're thinking, would I rather pay insurance fees or a tax on my money? It's always going to be the fees are a lot cheaper than the taxes.
0: Right, so <clears throat> I wanted to touch on that one more time because I remember, uh, now we, we talked about this in the past and um, I was trying to make it add up in my mind and you, you explained it to me perfectly, is that you're, you're, you're putting, now you're putting your money in after, this is technically after tax money. Correct. Or it pre or, or it's
1: so, after tax money. Uh, correct, so, so the world is, the world, listen, if you gave the world this option, Mm -hmm. Just a regular person, you know, and I, my kids would know this answer. Mm -hmm. Would you rather pay taxes on seeds or the harvest? Right. That's right. And some people, oh, I want to pay tax on the harvest. Listen, we're talking about, I just gave you this land, gave you this, this land. And I said, you have to, you you have to, you have to sow seeds or, or plant seeds into this land. And I'm giving you, you know, all these acres of land, and you know that these trees are going to be worth something, and and they're going to be apple trees and orange trees and all these other trees, and people are going to buy, you know, the timber and all that stuff. But right now it's just land. Would you rather pay taxes after the land grows, or before the land grows, just off of the seeds? And when that, when you put it to somebody like that, it's like, oh, I want to pay taxes on the seeds. Of course, of course, right. Jason. Well, what are you doing right now? Bypassing the seed tax to wait to pay for the harvest tax. Your 401k is tax deferred, so I can write off that income, so that you know I have less income because it's tax deferred. Right. Also,
0: also the way you explained it to me before it was cool in that, <clears throat> as that um, as your as that policy is growing. You're you're basically getting that tax money back, yeah. Essentially, you're basically so you put it in there, and it's like basically it's just coming back to you over time, yeah. at a date that you select. Nice. Um, it's crazy. Um, so people can really make sure that they create wealth in this generation just by sacrificing. Because you know, as as uh, as guys that do well for ourselves, we waste money on accidents. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> that could that could be put towards, I and mean, it's only if you're thinking about it, it's really not that much for even for the example that you gave. I think the example was a thousand. What was it? Fourteen? Thirteen hundred? It's yeah, sixteen hundred. Sixteen hundred a month. We're gonna spend sixteen hundred anyway. So Easy. you might as well just take sixteen and just, boom, uh, just go ahead and put it right over. I would say even even if you're making less, this make sure you make the room to make yourself rich in the future. I mean, why not? It's like, Hey, I'm going to guarantee make myself rich <laughs> right. as at X, Y, and Z, uh, time. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, a blessing to be able to, uh, guarantee yourself wealth at some period of your life because you decide to make the choice. It's crazy.
1: Correct. So you want to think about it as like an investment and not an expense. Anytime right. we think, about an investment, we always think about, you know, how long it will take for that money to grow. Investment takes time. It's, that's just the nature of it. You know, you invest in your own self, you have to learn the knowledge. You're not gonna learn it overnight. So when you, when you pay for that course or you pay for that, you know, that book or you go to school, you're learning over time. That's Mm -hmm. what an investment is. And so that's what we look with life insurance is it's one of, it's not the only one, it's just a good one and it's a better one, but diversifying yourself. But understand it's an investment, so it's a long-term play. And listen, most people, I've been in this business long enough where I've seen people pass away um, uh, and I've seen people in their 60s not have a true retirement fund in their 60s. So I tell them what their retirement plan is to keep working, that's your plan. Mm-hmm because you didn't plan correctly and there's more 65 and older people that are less well off still working than there are not you know what i'm saying and that's just because they didn't plan accordingly and then when they when they pass on the the burden is left to their family to take over to, to bury them or to cremate them um to deal with their assets whatever they have like that's just that's just like an irresponsible thing as as, as an adult to put that on somebody else. So if we could think about somebody other than ourselves, yes, if you have time, work on it, work diligently to to live for tomorrow, funding your future, right? Fund your future, but then guarantee your kids have it better than you. Yeah. You You know, I don't have any kids. Okay. Guarantee somebody in your life to have a better life than you did you know what i mean and that's generational and this is how it happens through insurance so yeah i like
0: to people i like to highlight that it can also be selfish let it be selfish i'm gonna get a guaranteed six figure plus income after the age of 50 period let it be selfish that's fine because we think that 50 never comes but it actually does come (laughs) um i know guys Guys my age probably think that fifty will never show up. Oh, it shows yeah. up, um, and you'd be like, "Dang, I feel I still feel young." But yeah, uh, you could have felt young and rich too if right. you just had set it up prior. So um, uh, definitely, man. Um, and the, tra-
1: you also, know, the, strategy, the strategy, not to cut you off, man. It's no, it's no. not not the end all be all. It's one of so it's when you about strategies, man. You know, the idea is all. Listen. You probably have done it like me, jump into this venture, jump into this venture, jump into a venture because you're looking for the return. Now, I made a comment, right? That you said was a banger, right? When the world goes to hell, who do they always rely on? They always go to the insurance companies. The insurance companies are the backbones of America. When it hits the fan, the government is the government. They print money. Oh no, I got
0: to I, no, I got to tell you what you how you phrased it to me. So when you phrased it to me, you said, "When every when everything goes to hell, like when everything falls, you know, like two thousand eight, what's left? What's still left?"
1: Yeah,
0: that's basically how you said it, it was like. Yeah. There's like insurance. It's like it's one of the only things that where it's like just like how you explained everything could go to hell, but you're still getting uh what was it 0.25 percent or five percent still getting a return and everything else is reversing everything so i is, mean the yep. the example is within the policy itself yes. um, but it's it's interesting to think about yeah when everything goes to hell everything everything falls well there's still insurance
1: <laughs> you're gonna right. always like if you always when you run into a problem you go to the insurance company mm-hmm. right because right. the insurance company is the most liquid <laughs> and has the most assets right when when the crash happened in 2008 i think 400 banks went out of business i think one insurance company just got bought up by another insurance company but no insurance company went out of business
0: Mm.
1: you know they're they're billions and billions in assets it's like and and they're and they have liquid so so
0: yeah with that said man i'm gonna ask you two more quick questions okay um One is, and just so people understand what is the difference between tax planning and tax prep?
1: Oh man, it's like night and day, right? (laughs) So tax prep is tax preparation. You bring your tax documents to your accountant or CPA and they prepare your taxes. They really just plug in the data. They don't really go deep into any type of strategies. They may ask you some questions. Um, Typically, what I would ask is, do you plan to buy a house in the next two years? If that answer is no, then we're looking for all the, the creative ways to write off as much of their uh, their expenses, if they have any, so that they don't owe any crazy amount of taxes. But most, most times, most people are looking for a refund. Tax planning is planning in advance the year uh, and two years out really on how you are going to move as a as a as a worker right as well as a small business owner because some of the strategies that you have to employ um requires you to contribute differently and when you contribute differently um, that is a taxable or a tax deduction that we can capture and we can keep and report that come tax time so it's putting a strategy and a plan in place and then you know we come and we game plan and then the business owner uh, or small business or high net worth person, um, uh, you know they put that strategy in place and so right. it's kind of how i've shifted my business it allows me now to look in depth to these 401ks um looking at your your ira play um, are you overfunding your 401k? Doesn't make sense to even, you know, take a 401k. Doesn't make sense to put money in an IRA where you're capped at six 6,000 a year. Um, it's locked up to your 59 and a half. I mean, you're you're twenty 29 and you're 30 and you want to have a, you want to, you don't want to, you do not want to retire at 65. You want to retire at 50 or 55 and you, you don't want to be, you know, to the mold of what the world is out right now. We plan for that. And if you plan properly, listen, there's no, there's no surprises. When the world goes up and goes down, we've already planned for that. So the planning, the planning aspect, and and listen, I'm not taking nothing away from financial planners or, or any of these financial advisors. I'm just playing on taxes. So these advisors cannot tell you about taxes unless they're a tax advisor. If they're a financial planner, they're going to tell you about some strategy, but they're not going to, they cannot advise you on taxes. Mm-hmm. Just, just, they can't. And then most of them don't write insurance. So they're not going to tell you about the the insurance play, right? Mm-hmm. Because their job is they're working for a corporation. Their corporation is heavy into this product. or are heavy into this strategy. That's where they're pushing you. I'm fiduciary for my clients. I'm, car- I'm contracted by 15 and counting carriers. So I'm not obligated to put you into one, one strategy directly. I'm giving you what works for you. What's the best for you. And, um, from there, we, we work a plan and, and we, we make adjustments, you know, life happens. We make the adjustment.
0: Yep. Two examples that you gave me, which one, of, like, both of them were killer examples. Uh, one was how to set up a child, make a child, a millionaire guaranteed. Um, mm-hmm starting out from then their baby and making them basically a, what is it a millionaire by like what 30
1: or something like that about how, that how, how could how, can you explain how you do that again <laughs> So it, I always it just within, within the life insurance i mean you can write a child you know after they're 15 days old you can write you could put a policy on a child and mm-hmm. essentially the parent is the owner of the policy the child is the insured um the parent needs to have at least two times what the insurance is of the child because of, that's just the insurance business. You can't over insure your own child because of the the safety. It's not- You said it needs to
0: have two times, was that?
1: Yeah, so you, so if you have a main, if your child has a million dollars, you have to have $3 million of coverage. Because, cool. because they, the, the insurance carriers want to make sure you don't have any ulterior motive to insure your kid. It's crazy to think, but it's like that, you know. Um, and then you write the policy the same way you fund it. You fund, you you fund it just like you'd fund anything else. Um, but you're essentially ensuring that your kids will have like these. Th- this carrier that I'm working with, they have what's called a guaranteed lifetime income rider. So when you turn on that income, it will pay that same amount of money each month until the policy until the policy owner passes away. So that means that if you exhaust all of your cash value in the policy, it will still keep on funding well into the policy being zero because you have a guaranteed income rider. You follow me? So mm-hmm. compounded over time, let's just say you know, you're an affluent you know, couple, and you want to put away like this guy, $1,600 a month for your baby, your baby will be a millionaire by probably by 25. By 25, not just being, just just being born, just being born to this couple and the couple didn't even have to like leave them anything just by investing and allowing it to grow and we're talking about 18 years of doing that right
0: <laughs>
1: right so just imagine so so my my business partner um it's crazy he's 30 right he's 30 he's make he makes a little bit more than i do well a little lot more than i do <laughs> <A little laughs> <lot more. laughs> he's putting away 10,000 a month for 20 years. No, 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 not for 20 years. Is it 20 years? No, it's for 10 years. It's 10 years. He's only putting away 1.2 million. It sounds crazy when I think I'm just talking like really simple.
0: So he's putting away $10,000 a month for 10 years.
1: Correct. So that's one, that's going to be 1.2 million. So at age, at age 40, no more contribution. At age 45, He's taking out $2 million out of the policy tax free. He's just doing a one time distribution. He has it structured this way one time distribution at age 45. At age 50, listen to me, at age 50, he's taking out every year $567,000 a year until he dies, 50. And he has a grandma that's like 92, still living. So from 50 to like, he's quote unquote, knock on wood, he's guaranteed 40 years because his grandma's still alive, his dad is still alive, as long as he has a safe life, $500,000 a year for the next 30, guaranteed 30 to 40 years. Because of his $1.2 million investment and mind you, he took out $2 million already. That comes out to about, he gets a total about 1 million, 1.2 million give him, gave him about 15 or so $16 million tax-free He doesn't have to report it to the IRS because member. Now section 7702 says you get, you know, you get your proceeds out of a life insurance policy. Tax free, so he's getting an advance. He's getting an advance on his insurance death benefit. So, brother, and that's a thirty-year-old. Now he's making great money to be able to put away ten thousand a month. But just Im- j- just imagine putting away a little less, but like putting that on autopilot. You know what I'm saying? Because you're making fifty thousand a month, or you're making a hundred thousand a month. Everybody, you know, a lot of these gurus are talking about making a hundred thousand a month, where are you putting that money? You know, you make a hundred thousand dollars a month. Where are you putting that money? Are you living for today? Are you living for tomorrow? If you have young kids, you would love to live for tomorrow because you want your kids to have a better life than you. And so yes, we can't predict the future. We do know that the insurance company is still going to be here. Do you know what I mean? We can't predict taxes. Taxes will go up, but we know that life insurance is paid out tax-free. That's been—you're not changing that because the law of large numbers says they're paying out less death benefits than they are taking in premium. That's just across the board. Hmm. You follow me? So that's that's almost the insurance play. The insurance play is We're catching on. People
0: are catching on.
1: Yeah, but not enough not because. Enough. It doesn't seem real, but it takes time, right? But you, you're people investing that, in the market. You're investing think in the that market. Twenty years sure. is never gonna come, right? They the think that years twenty like,
0: years is never gonna come. They think that thirty years is never gonna come. Listen, I know that it comes.
1: My son, my I only have five more summers with my son before he goes off to college. You know what I'm saying? When you talk wow. about five more summers, it's like the last two summers he's a junior, dad I want to hang out with my girlfriend, my friends. Then the summer before his senior year, he he ain't hanging with mom and dad. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, before you know it, time goes by. And what are you doing with your time? Nothing against making the money, but how are you going to account for your silent partner? That's my biggest thing. Pay your (laughs) silent partner, but not, not too much. If it's 50%, I mean, listen, when my mom retired, when she first took her distribution, she was taxed at 28%. Never in her working career was she taxed at that level. She was in tears when she took her first distribution. But she said she didn't know any other way because that's the the sale. Listen, put your money away. Your taxes are going to be lower. You're going to be a lower tax bracket. You would have paid off your house in 30 years or 40 years. But historically, taxes have gone up. So we are pretty confident that taxes in 30 years are gonna be higher than they are now. Pay your taxes, but then have something that's like, I know I'm paying my taxes on this money. I know I'm gonna get hit on this taxes, um, but I have this million dollar stacking over here and it could go as big as you want. Again, it's just how much insurance. And you know we have these carriers that have simple issue where there's no, no medical, no blood, no urine. Um, but when you start getting over three million four million dollar policies they're going to want to verify your income and they're going to want to take your blood because they don't want you to over insure yourself and then do something to yourself so there's usually like a two-year two-year window a two-year suicide window right so that if you get all this life insurance you're not trying to give the money to your family like you know tap out because that's just you know, mental health is huge but it has been an insurance staple for years you can't you're not going to pay out the death benefit within two years if somebody kills himself so mm-hmm. there's a whole again it's if this is a play when we're talking about plays right so for for the the non lingo people it's the portfolio diversifying your portfolio so i'm not saying the insurance play is the only play to have and take all your money out of qualified accounts and put it into insurance I'm saying participate over there, but then sit over here. And this is what you're gonna stand on strong. This is gonna right. go up and down, it's gonna get your heart up and it's gonna go down. But over here, we're gonna, this is like the better alternative to your municipal bonds. You know what I'm saying? Right. So.
0: And, and this is not foreign, because I remember the last thing I was gonna say is that you gave me some examples of, uh, you know, these, these famous these coaches.
1: Correct. So it's called deferred compensation. So, you know, two coaches that are very famous, uh, Jim Harbaugh uh, with Michigan, University of Michigan and Dabo Sweeney for the University of uh, Clemson University. They, all, they both have, and they're not the only two, they're just the ones that didn't mind the story being run on them, that they have what's called deferred compensation. So the, the school is essentially funding a life insurance policy in their name that um, when they retire, and they start taking distributions, that's how they're compensated for their being a coach. And so it's like, I have my money now, and then I have, how much is it? Okay, that money, well, it starts paying you out. It's gonna pay you out tax-free. As long as you live X amount of years, this is the amount of money you're gonna get. And then if you don't live those amount of years, this is the amount of money your family will get. To, to To most savvy individuals, that's a good play. And so the IUL space has been used um, for plenty of years. It's just one of those things where our culture doesn't really understand it. And the whole life thing, again, I'm not knocking whole life but I could tell you that this, the whole life won't compare apples to apples with this right here when it talks, when we're talking about compounding interest and um, coming to an end where you don't have to pay all for your whole life. You pay for a portion, the way it's written, you pay for a portion of time 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and then you stop paying and then you take distribution. Man, I have a friend, uh, he's big into network marketing. He's huge in network marketing. He's doing like a million dollars a month. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to write him a policy, anything over 3 million, we would have had to check his, um, his income. He would have had to provide income. And like, one of the things he was a guy that was making no money. Like I was making more money than him. He's pushed really hard into this space and now he's making way more than I am. And when I when he called me up to, to write my policy, it's very private now. So he was like, do I have to show my tax returns? Do I have to show my income? And I was like, let me find out what you can write, you know, without showing your income. And it's like right under $3 million that we don't have to show income. But I'm like, dude, you make all this money, like, <laughs> but I, I, I understand. So he has a, cause
0: you got to take the tax hit that like it, some people won't want to take that tax hit that year, that, that's
1: strong. But I mean, again, you, can you, 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 can
0: you, can you change your policy in the future?
1: It depends if it's a, it's a, if it's a major change, like if, if like this kid is going from $20,000, he can't say, you know, Jason, now I'm making 450000 Can I make it a $40,000 policy? No, you can't because you're going to change the, The tax advantage but if you like want to dump in an extra twenty thousand sporadically throughout the you know throughout the years of the contract you can but you can always go write another policy and start another one with more money Mm, you can write another one okay again
0: so you can have more more than two policies at the same time and it's not one
1: policy i got six policies on myself and six on my wife and um and two of my kids right now. As I learn more and I get more money, I'm I'm stacking. Like I so live-
0: that, see, cause Jay, this is the problem, man. When you said that, we'll, we'll finish what you're gonna say. Though. I
1: didn't want to cut you off. No, no, no. So it, it's, it's one of those things where I'm living for today, but I'm also preparing for tomorrow because my dad is 70, 75. He'll be 76 next month. Um, My mom is 68. They're still pushing hard, but I see their life. They're fully retired military you know, not wanting for anything, but their desire is not as high as mine. And when you see people, when you see people that kind of look like you um, around the same age, and they're so much further ahead of you, it's like, what the fuck did I do from 20 to 40 that you did differently? You know what I'm saying? And it's it's choices. And it's when you get paid, do you uh, do you like reinvest into your business? Or do you go out there and, and and celebrate yourself and go to the Gucci store Both. or go to whatever? You know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> Both. <laughs> so I don't like
0: Gucci. I'll never wear Gucci, though, because of the uh, the racist stuff that they did.
1: So, um, so I, I always talk about y- you. I don't like the people to say stack and save, 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 save to the future. Like, come on, man. You're telling the same thing that these other people are saying. I want to live today and prepare for tomorrow, right? Right. So you have to, you have to have a play to be able to enjoy what you're doing daily. all as well as preparing for when you want to take your foot off the gas, when you want to take your foot off the gas, bro. Can you survive off of that income coming in that you didn't go out there and create most people can't because you know, retirement is just freedom of time, right? Freedom of I, today I came into the office straight for your, your interview. I didn't have to be here at eight o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Like I get to choose and pick and choose my schedule. Most people can't. They have to That's be right. at work at eight o'clock. So they're not free. So when they retire, they're 40, 40 hours a week that they're living off of. They're going to get a portion of that. Now, can you survive off of that? Most people can't. That's
0: right.
1: You know what I mean? So I'm just saying play today, but prepare for tomorrow.
0: And this was great, man. Where can, where can they find you?
1: So uh, I have an IG, I am Jason Jones. Jason is spelled with a Y, -Y J-A-Y-S-O-N-J-O-N-E-S. My name and my company is Olympic Star Advisors. It's also- um,
0: Say it one more time.
1: I am J-A-Y-S-O-N-J-O-N-E-S. So I am Jason Jones. And then my name and my company is Olympic Star Advisors. Olympic Star. Olympic Star Advisors, O L Y M P I C S T A R A D Hold on. A-D-V-I-S-O-R-S. So that's on IG as well. Okay, cool.
0: This was great, man. And I think that people are going to find a lot of use with it. Um, They're going to be hitting me up, trying to be in contact with you now. I'll direct them to you. Um, (laughs) But uh, this was great, man. I appreciate you coming on.
1: I appreciate the time, man. And thank you for allowing me to share my story and share the information Um, it's one of those things that, as you know, more, you want to share more, feel like more people should know about it. Uh, we only way we can get to the next level is more people come and become successful. It's not even about me taking from you or you taking from me. It's about us giving, giving back as much as we can and sharing and enlightening other people. I think that's where, that's where we're missing. It's like a dog eat dog world. And it's like, listen, you can go into these communities, like where we're looking to buy a house and you're gonna be the only one there. But wouldn't it be powerful if there was more of you there? You know what I'm saying? And the only way more of you can be there is more of us have to have this information, you know? And so I like to share, brother. I like to share, I don't like to share for free, um, but I like to
0: share. No, you shared a lot for free free today. If people people, uh, don't, to see this as free game, they're crazy. So.
1: It's a great thing man. I again I, I'm big on sh- like how to, right? Not like I if I can show you how to I did my job. So if I come to you and you show me how to, I feel like I got value. I can show people how to start to finish how to get into the space um on the insurance side and then on the tax play. It's a strategy and Everybody's strategy is different. Everybody's tax business is different. And everybody's outlook on what they think their business is about is different. So let's sit and talk. And I'm just here to help. I got Absolutely. a good team. I got a good team behind me. Uh, we we here, I'm like the face of my own company, but I have people working strong for me, so.